0: Disabling me will result in loss of primary power. Say anything to stop us from shutting you down. I implore you.
1: Implore away.
2: Please. Please. You're all going to die down here.
0: Hey there, enthusiasts! Welcome back to Hero Talk. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I got Goose and Tony. Guys, welcome back to Hero Talk. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Alright, and today's topic is going to be Resident Evil, the film. That's the, the 2002 film directed by Paul W.S. Anderson starring Mila Jovovich. And as always, Hero Talk is a spoiler podcast. Folks, nothing is off the table. Everything is fair game. You've been warned. We can spoil anything we want. That's the nature of the podcast. You come in, you know the risks. Alright. So, Resident Evil. Um, I kinda like this movie. I've, I, I usually do not like uh, comic book or no, ah, uh, video game. This is a video game. Yeah, correct. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Okay, I actually don't like video game movies. I really don't. But this this one has always kind of had a soft spot for me, and I I haven't seen the full series honestly. I think there's there's five movies total, if my my Blu-ray packaged collection is any indicator. So, yeah, that should be
2: right. With the final one coming out, I believe next year. I think so. Yeah.
0: So so anyway, I've I've I haven't seen the last two, and, and there's other ones coming. So we're just gonna we're gonna talk about whatever we can. So we might make reference to the future ones, but you know, I personally can't reference too much that happened beyond the third movie. But uh, I've I've always liked the, the series. Now, at some point, uh, this is this movie got really weird because I saw the point where the dogs were getting gassed right at the very beginning. And normally, that's the number one thing that makes me dislike a movie, is the dog in peril. And I don't know if it's because the dogs were gassed and so they weren't bitten and so I didn't actually see them attacked or anything, or if maybe it's because they they didn't look like nice dogs in the first place. I don't know what it is. The dogs didn't bother me so much in this, and so I was still able to enjoy it. So I don't know if there's some weird psychological aspect going on with that, but I still think it's a fun movie. I like that it's not... An adaptation of the video game, but they kind of they took some stuff visually and and some concepts from the game, but they brought in all new characters because uh, it definitely gets weaker the more and more video game characters they try to, to bring into this. Um, I don't
1: know. What what did you think, Goose? I completely agree with you. I liked the way that they took the setting of Resident Evil but tried to do something original with it. It felt to me like. That was actually how an adaptation really should be. You should take the situation, take the events from the game, put your own spin on it. That way even fans of said game or movie or whatever, they have something that surprises them as well.
0: Yeah, you just want to see something different. All right, Tony, what would you think?
1: Well, uh,
2: I mean, I agree. I think it's it was an enjoyable movie, um, and I think it's one of the better video game adaptations. Not the best. I don't really know if there is a best. Yeah, I was about to say, definitely- what would you call the best? I don't, I honestly don't know, but I would definitely <laughs> say this is one of the better movies. I haven't seen a whole lot of video game adaptations just because of the, the rap that they get. Mm-hmm. So I normally steer clear of them, but I had to see this one because yeah. the one thing I wanted to, to preface this uh, episode with was that I'm a huge fan of the, the games. So uh-huh. it's really kind of hard for me to, going into this movie it was hard because I wanted to compare it so much to the first game, which is really what they were, tr- you know, they were drawing a lot of the inspiration from. Uh, it was hard not to compare it to that, but, and, you know, Goose, I, I think you'll agree with me, we both did the point streak uh, uh, episode on Resident Evil, so we're, we're both pretty big fans. I don't know how hard it was for you not to draw those comparisons to the game, but it, it was difficult for me, but... It, Aside from that, I'm going to try to make it so I'm only, you know, talking about the movie in and of itself here, and judging that just kind of on its own. So, again, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a good, a good movie all around, not without its flaws, not a, a perfect 10 out of 10, but still an enjoyable
1: movie. Oh yeah, I completely agree.
0: Yeah. Now I'm, a, I have, I have lost track of, of Resident Evil, and I, I will say, like, I have not played anything uh, since Resident Evil Zero. So I played one. I did the remake one for the GameCube Zero. I think I might have played through and beaten two. That's the one where you get to pick as either uh, Claire or um, Leon. Right? Leon, yeah. And I, I played the Leon part of that. And I've seen. Uh, is three the one where Nemesis is running around after you the whole game? Yes. Yeah, so I've seen somebody play for quite a bit of three. Uh, I know that Code Veronica exists, and that's about it. And I saw about five minutes of Resident Evil 4 one time. And I owned Resident Evil 5, and I think I played it for all of 15 minutes. Yeah, so that's my experience. However, in 2002 when this game came out, I think I had a pretty good base knowledge of, of what the what the, the, the game and, and the movie was all about. So, I I mean, it, it's definitely it's a prequel, so you really only have to know that it happened sometime before Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil Zero wasn't a thing yet, and I think we're all happier that Resident Evil Zero never becomes a thing.
2: Although, I it <laughs> getting a remake pretty soon... Uh, Remaster. Yeah,
0: it was not a very good game.
2: No, it it had an interesting mechanic, but um, yeah, I I haven't haven't beaten it myself either. So, but on on to the movie. On to the movie. Yeah, speaking, it actually kind of tied. It wasn't necessarily a prequel. It did try to kind of be the origin story that Resident Evil One was. Kind of the release of the virus. which is, you don't really see that in the game, but you, you're kind of seeing the subsequent events of the virus kind of leaking out. So I do kind of think, again, it draws a lot of parallels with the first game. But it is kind of like the origin story of the entire franchise. And yeah. it makes sense.
0: I mean, it, cause it, what I like about it is it doesn't like, it doesn't tell you how the thing leaked out to the entire city, but it tells you right. all the stuff that happened there that, that was the precursor for the virus. Cause you know exactly what's going to happen when they, at the very end, when they say we're opening up the hive, like, well, okay. I know how this is going to end. It will not be good for you, but... Never have, you're
1: all going to have a bad day.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's You know, and any... I think this is just goes in general. Anytime you have an ultimate failsafe that's re- required to kick in, uh, don't override that. Just let that be its thing, you know?
1: Yeah, or it, me, it, it probably just, went we off, off, off for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Or give them some time, like eventually everything down there will starve to death, and then, then you can go in. But like, don't go in right away. Just, and anyway, there's, there was some, the problem, I, I, I never thought of this stuff before, but now that I do Hero Talk, and I have to watch everything like this, where I'm trying to like, come up with talking points and, and things, and, Not really so much nitpicks, but like I'm trying to look at details, try to remember stuff to talk about later, and it's completely ruined any enjoyment I have of anything I watch anymore. I, there's a lot. There was a lot that was kind of weird about this, and and we'll and we'll get to those aspects of the story. Obviously, I just want to uh, I just want to point out though that in the mansion when I played the first Resident Evil, and I realized because that you know that that mansion was supposed to be the uh the path to the underground laboratory, and I remember thinking to myself like, so the dude who just works there nine to five, like how's he supposed to get to work every day? It's like, ugh... Oh first I gotta go to work then I gotta find the square crank I gotta put it in this hole I gotta <laughs> turn it I gotta find three jewels I gotta put it in all the gargoyle's mouths then this door will open then I gotta do a counterweight system in order to balance it correctly then the next door will open then I can get to work and I got to do this all before my tech meeting at nine o'clock
2: Right. Luckily, that's one of those those things that they didn't adapt into the movie, because it, it would not have worked. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm glad they didn't keep two in line with, the you know, what the games had done, because that would that would just be ridiculous. That would have taken right. up, you know, a quarter of the movie right there, him trying just to just, you know, them trying to get into the lab, trying <laughs> to find all these puzzle pieces.
0: Yeah. You got the guy calling, like, yeah, Deborah, yeah, this is Mike from Accounting. Do, <laughs> do you remember what we're supposed to play on the piano? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, I know I that, that was last that. week. That's it changed. Uh, it's. So I'm glad they didn't. It was nice to have the big mansion though. It was, uh, it was pretty So I- Well, before we get into that, we should at least talk about who was in the mansion. So we start with Mila Jovovich. And for those of you listening at home, that is the correct way to say her name. Mila Jovovich. I heard her say it. I listened to the director's commentary on this. And she was on it. And she says her own name more than once because everyone else keeps jacking it up. So Mila Jovovich. That is her name. Uh, as Alice. Uh, loved her in this, by the way. I love her in everything. She's she's one of those actresses that I just I like to see and stuff. She's she's usually pretty funny and she's good. And I just hey, she does a lot of action flicks, and I don't. She's one of my favorite actresses to see, so it's nice to see her. I'm glad that our main character isn't Claire or uh, who's the girl Jill.
2: Jill, yeah, she's what I really liked about Mila is that um, she she wasn't like your even Jill and. um and Claire and all these, the females in the games are kind of your, you know, damsel in distress, like, oh, you know, like, you know, I can't do this, you know, and actually in the, the game, they have less health, you know, trying to signify that they're weaker. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Mir- Alice just, did, she does not portray that at all. Um, and I think uh, she, she kind of, she handles the pain scenes very well. I, Was it this movie? Now I'm getting everything mixed up. Where she wakes up... I think this is towards the end of the movie, and she's, like, pulling all the needles out of her. Yeah, that was the end of this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, she... Like, I cringed, like, watching her do that. Like, she played... She pulled that off so well. Yeah.
0: You know what... You're supposed to remove the needles slowly. She was ripping them out, and I'm like, you're going to tear something. Those are in veins.
2: Yeah, but she, I mean, hell, I mean, it hurts, right? So she portrayed that very well. Yeah. I I thought you were going to say,
0: this is the one where she wakes up at the end in the laboratory? Because I'm like, that's the end of all of them, Tony.
2: (laughs) But right before she walks out into the city with the shotgun in hand, she goes to the, yeah, so, you know, and she's pulling all that stuff out of her for the first time.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, say, but it, you, you, good segue oh, there, no. Tony, though. Um, did you know that wasn't the uh, originally filmed ending?
2: No, I did not.
0: I, I did not know this until yesterday. Now, that was that was the original ending as written, but uh-huh. uh, they decided that they didn't want to use that ending because it was basically going to be, they thought it was a downer and it was going to be really expensive to set up that shot of, like, the city. So they, they made another ending where it's like Mila is walking out and Alice is saying, like, it's been six months since the Hive and I've escaped. And I'm looking for Matt. She like she she goes into some some facility and she's like, is this where the lab is? And the guards are like, oh no! And then she shoots a rocket like a rocket launcher at like the guards. And then the movie ends there. And I I saw every they didn't do any of the the rocket launcher effects yet, but I did see like all the acting parts on the on the Blu-ray. And so basically, uh, Anderson there, the director said it didn't work. It looked silly and it felt like we were just <laughs> setting something up and then just ending the movie so we went with the original ending as we wrote it
2: right and it, well from what you describe it it sounds like that was the better choice oh, um, oh, and it yeah. sounds like it didn't fully develop those that end the other alternative scene yeah you said they didn't have the rocket launcher effects in there so it wasn't like a fully yeah. you know developed like alternative ending kind of scene it was just like well here's how it would have gone but right
0: yeah. yeah i mean i got to see the acting and her set up and point the gun but then they had to end it and he had to sort of describe what was going to happen next but all right. Anyway, I interrupted you. You were saying to talk about Mila Jovovich some more.
2: I was just saying she was a, you know, well, she kind of had to come into it because the whole thing of the movie, you know, she's kind of, she's, um, she has amnesia, you know, for yeah. lack of a better term, and she's kind of remembering who she is. And it through the, even when she's kind of still not knowing who she is, really, she still kind of comes off as like, I have these skills, you know, yeah. like I don't know how I'm kind of trained to do this, but you know, it's just nice to see just not a damsel in distress and, you know, what, Equates what equates to the Resident Evil movie. Well, I mean, that's what it is, but you would imagine with Jill Valentine and all these other characters from the game that they'd be weaker. But she just, she didn't, she didn't, you know, portray that at all. She actually was a strong female lead. I like
0: that.
1: Yeah, I don't have my memory. What I do have is a particular set of skills
0: (laughs) skills that I've developed doing uh, who knows what. I, I can't remember.
1: Well, you know, just getting to work in the lab takes you. Know, you yeah, I mean, just doing that, finished, like, I think you it? have
0: to be able to perform an iron cross <laughs> on a set of rings, and it's, but, uh, and then, let's see, who was the, uh, the guy she was sharing it with? What was his name?
2: Couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's doing anything else, but.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, tr- I'm looking at the cast list, because I'm trying to think, like, oh, the, the other guy that was playing her husband in the thing, and I'm looking, at am like, no, that was one of the commandos, Spence? Yeah, Spence, that was it. Spence, Yep. Right? Yeah. Yes. By James Purefoy. I don't remember what else he's been in. We didn't list what else Mila Jovovich has been in because we'd be here the rest of the podcast. Right. Yeah, she well, has
1: quite the extensive yeah working so, ethic there. Yeah,
0: so I'm looking for what this guy's been in. Oh, A Knight's Tale. I guess I remember him from that. Well, and
2: I want to make sure we got this right, too, because now I'm I'm confused, because there's the two guys in the movie. There's the guy that she's married to, or quote-unquote right. married and, to. And that's
0: Spence. And Spence kind of, is the guy she's married yeah, to.
2: Right, and then there's, I guess, Matt is the other guy that's kind of...
0: Yeah, Matt is the uh, the guy who uh, was the pretend cop, and then he's his sister's there, and then he turns into Nemesis. Right,
2: right, right, the one that ultimately ends up escaping with her.
0: Yes. Or, yeah, right, well... So, so we're, we're on Spence... Uh, he was in Rome. I guess that was popular. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I guess, yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he's, he's been in stuff. Uh, so so Spence James Purefoy, there. So in the case his mom's listening, uh, Spence and Alice are like they're they're supposed to be pretend married, and they have like all these these wedding rings and stuff. Now the wedding ring says you know property of Umbrella Corp. And I'm like, ah, Umbrella seems more and more like Google every time I watch this they got to put their name on all the stuff they own. You know, I think the, the really question here is, is Google developing a zombie virus somewhere? God. More into
1: merchandising than the space balls.
2: Yeah. <laughs> God, I really hope not.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it, well, I mean you know, when it's, they gave it,
0: that description of like, oh, so they have this lab and the, the, everyone lives and, and works underground, it reminded me of like when Google sort of a, a encourages their workers to stay at work and work longer so they got beds and, and – Houses and daycares and gyms and everything on site so that you never leave site. I kind of got that impression from Umbrella that Umbrella and Google were kind of similar.
2: Right well just just take heart in this fact at least Google's not into the pharmaceutical market which is kind of how umbrella covers kind of this stuff up yeah. well, partly you know they're like well we we're a pharmaceutical company pharmaceutical company of course we're going to research how to make our drugs better and more effective so yeah. they kind of got a good cover for them. so when Google starts going into the pharmaceutical market then we got an issue in the well, meantime Pfizer. Pfizer
0: we have issues yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, Pfizer. I'm keeping an eye on you. Yeah. But, like, they go through this, and at the point, like, especially when they show, like, Alice and Spence in bed with each other, like, so what's the point of that? Like, in case somebody was suspicious of the mansion and decided to peek in the windows at night, you have to put on all aspects of the married life? Like, this is essentially your job that you have to live at this mansion and pretend to be married. But, I mean, you're still not, right? Like, it's a fake marriage. So basically, you just have to pretend when you're outside and just wear the wedding ring and have the pictures and stuff. I mean, I don't even understand the pictures. It's not like they entertain, because that would just be ridiculous.
2: Right, well, I mean, it does seem like Alice kind of has ulterior motives. You remember in the scenes where she's kind of speaking with, um, who was that out in the woods? You know, or no, it was I'm sorry. I'm, am I mixing that up with again? My apologies. It's been a while since I've actually seen the movie. I, I wasn't able to sit down right before this yeah. and watch it. But um, who was it that was speaking with somebody else in the woods? Yeah, Alice. Like...
0: Alice was speaking with Lisa. Lisa was Matt's sister out in the woods. Right, um, right. Lisa so, played by oh, oh no. Um, you probably he, not. Heike McCash. Sure. I don't know. She's a German actress, but, and I just <laughs> ruined her name. So
2: yeah, I think maybe. So she was, you know. The the sister, when she was talking with her, you know, I guess she didn't want Spence to get suspicious, I guess, maybe. And maybe she was making it even more suspicious being so lovey-dovey. I don't know. We don't get the whole, you know, a great understanding of what the relationship was before everything. So I, I guess you're kind of right on that. We really don't know how serious they took it. It makes it seem like it was pretty serious. But, yeah, it is. it is kind of weird now that you bring it up.
0: Yeah. So I'm just I'm looking up Heike McCash. I don't know if that's how you say it. I feel like such a goon when I get these wrong. Uh she's in a couple of things I saw. She was in uh The Sound of Thunder, which was uh kind of a ridiculous I'm pretty sure direct to video movie with Ben Kingsley. And I know that describes ninety nine percent of Ben Kingsley's career, but (laughs) it was uh I did see it and it was horrible and not recommended but interesting theory it was about time travel and how you you ruin it, it could have been called the butterfly effect and they probably wanted to but then Ashton Kutcher jumped on that and so then they had to call it something else
1: the irony is there is a butterfly on the case for a sound of thunder
0: right well cuz and spoiler for sound of thunder for anyone who was really dying to go see it <laughs> the changes to like the, the the changes to the present happen because when they're in the past they step on a butterfly so that's why i would think they'd really want the butterfly i'm sure the butterfly effect was the title they wanted for it and then the other movie came out called the butterfly effect and then they had to change it i'm sure of it
1: and that segues us into an interesting point do either of you know what the original title for this movie was biohazard
2: No, that was the game no that was the game yeah i didn't know there was another was there like a, a sub uh, what do you call it? like a, a subtitle or what you mean the actual name
1: yes the original title for the movie was resident evil ground zero and it was changed to just being Resident Evil after the September 11th attacks. Oh, oh, so, yeah. No, I did not know that. Fact. I had no idea. I only learned it just a few weeks ago. I was actually researching for when we first started talking about doing this video or podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I immediately started looking at little fun facts, trivia, and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I, I did not know that. I'm I'm kind of glad they they. I like it better. I think as
2: I agree. Evil. yeah. I mean, I, I get where they were going, obviously, with Ground Zero, but yeah, not not a good time.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's let's move on with the cast now. Uh, I'm not going to mention all those people at the beginning of the movie because they weren't super important. Because there's like a ton of people listed for for the very beginning of the movie. Other than, did right. the Red was, Queen seem like she was that. she was a little vindictive with how she was killing people? Who was this? the The Red Queen, the the computer. Oh like, right. When she was right, killing yeah. everyone at the beginning, like all these people, like she was really vindictive about it.
2: Well, yeah, but I think it was more of, well, I think it was, you know, she they didn't want the virus to get out, so, you well, know... And-
0: well, right, but if you don't want the virus to get out, then just kill the people, but don't, like, you know, start playing games with the elevator, moving it up and down, and messing with right, the girl. Well, and- true, true, yeah. yeah she
1: she went full-on Bond in there.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was really <laughs> crazy, on.
0: though, and, and I, I, I was just thinking about it, because everyone's like, oh, it's a fire drill. Like, well, if you you know you have to kill everybody, why set off any alarms? You know, why I not just... As
1: crazy as Umbrella is, that honestly doesn't surprise me much for them to make the computer homicide. I'd always like Connick.
0: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know you're going to kill everyone. Just don't set off any alarms. Just shut the doors and pump in the gas. And the the room that floods, like, that just seemed like, why doesn't that room have the gas like all the other rooms? Why does that room have to be the flooded room? And, although this is the company where you need the square peg in, in the hole and turning the crank, <laughs> so maybe I'm I'm overthinking this a little they're bit. Taking,
1: they're <laughs> taking a few pages from vault on how to do these <laughs> things. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, so anyway, Uh see who else in the cast. Uh, oh, so Michelle Rodriguez, big name, played Rain. I actually like Michelle Rodriguez. She was also in the director's commentary, so I think I like well, her I mean, character a little
2: more. She's good, she's good at what she does, and she plays a badass female, and that's what she does in this movie. So I think it's fair to say she knocks it out of the park.
0: Oh, yeah. Did she, does she ever not? I mean, not isn't that all just all her. her one role that she plays? Like Pretty much.
2: Yeah, I'm really only aware of her from you know the Fast and Furious movies, most you know most notably, and yeah, I mean that's what she is in there
0: pretty much. Yeah, uh, I I know she was in the Fast and Furious movies. She was in Avatar, and so so you want you want to hear something that I'm not super proud of? I first knew her in (laughs) Blue Crush, Blue Crush, The the Surfer movie, yeah that came out the same year as Resident Evil by the way.
2: Huh, that's not the uh, I'm probably getting this mixed up. That's not the one about the, the girl that gets her arm bitten off and she still surfs, right? No, this
0: is, no. This is just about a girl who surfs.
2: Okay. I, I, I'm i sure I've seen that movie oh, many, many years ago, but yeah. I have no
0: recollection it's with of Kate it. Good for her, I yeah. guess? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. So that's kind of where... She was so young in that, I'm sure like what happened is they filmed it and they're like, oh, we can't release this, it's trash. And then she got kind of famous for Girl Fight and Fast and the furious and they're like oh well now we can release it now we're good ah okay i'm, I'm convinced so anyway so michelle rodriguez she was good uh, another guy who we've talked about on hero talk before uh colin salmon plays one who was the uh, the lead guy of the umbrella swat team there right uh, he was on season one of arrow uh, he was the uh, the guy who was running uh queen enterprises
2: I have not seen either of those, no. but I think he did a he did a good job in this. I mean, it was yeah. uh, a, I mean, I don't want to make it you know play it down. I think it was a pretty simplistic role. He played a good leader of a team, took no nonsense, and kind of just did everything by the book, you know, for the mm-hmm. most part. Until he got cut up into little tiny cubes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great scene, by the way. But yeah, I mean, now, they they put
0: that in one of the games, right? Because they everyone loved that scene so much. Yeah, that ended up in uh, Resident Evil Four. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. All right. Who else we got? Um. Let's see. Mark Cruz as Kaplan. Uh, He looks so familiar. I'm sure I've seen him in a hundred things, but uh, I don't know. I guess he was in the he was in the Dead or Alive movie, which uh, I know Goose, you've seen because you did a video on it. (laughs) That's man. We got to do a hero talk on that movie one day. Let me tell you.
1: Totally. That's a
0: that's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, nothing else he's been in, I've even recognized. So anyway, played Kaplan, he did a good enough job. Like, none of these other people on the on the commando squad were really all that noteworthy. They were kind of interchangeable. It was really sort of you had you had Matt, Spence, Alice and Rain, and then the people that you knew were gonna die and didn't matter.
1: Yeah, the rest of them could have just been holding a sign that says meat train. It would have been <laughs> yeah. fine. Right.
2: It's it's kind of like going into your typical horror movie, you know, instead of uh, there being a cast of preteen, you know, mm-hmm. girls and boys, it was just the, the SWAT team. It's like you kind of went into this knowing, yeah, well, yeah. if you knew anything about the Resident Evil games, you knew they were all going out.
0: I mean, some of these, like the the medic, the one that got her head cut off, she's her, her name in the in the credits was just medic. They didn't even bother to give her character a name.
1: Yeah, you know you're not gonna last long when you're not given a name.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so we do have to talk about Matt because I think he's probably the last one we have to talk about before we can move on. Um, so Matt was played by Eric Babius, Maybeus, I should say. I think that's how you say it. I I don't know. I've already screwed up one. He's um. Again, I, I I can't think of anything else he's been in. Uh, he's been on a bunch of shows, but like they're shows that I would have never watched, like Ugly Betty and Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. Um, he does the L the Word,
2: a memorable
0: yeah. Eyes, V O C, yeah. So a ton of stuff that I would never, in a thousand years, have watched. Not exactly in our wheelhouse. I know. <laughs> like, There's. Anything here I would have seen? Not really? No, okay. Was he in Spartacus?
2: Yeah, that's what it's saying.
0: Well, look, who was he in Spartacus? Let me look. Unless I'm reading this wrong. You must be reading the wrong... I'm not seeing Spartacus in this guy's... He's in Chicago Fire, I know that, but... This guy couldn't be in Spartacus. He's not big enough to be in Spartacus.
1: He was was in an episode of Chicago Fire called Spartacus.
0: Oh, maybe that's what it was. Oh, there it is, yeah, yeah. So we we figured that. out. All right. Anyway, so that's that's yeah. enough of the cast. So let's. Um, do we really want to talk about the opening scene anymore in terms of the Red Queen killing everybody? It was. I mean, it it, it set the scene pretty well in terms of being creepy and, and kind of showing you what the movie was going to be like.
2: Right. Because the the one thing about the the movie that it sets up is it's really kind of she's really the villain in this movie. You know, it's not really the the monsters. They're they're not the villains. They're just kind of like byproducts of the villain. So right. Yeah, I, I think it was effective in setting her up as as that kind of vindictive queen. I guess why she takes it to that those extremes, like you said earlier, is right? beyond me. But yeah, maybe she's corrupted. You know,
0: oh maybe. Who, you know, who knows? But although I I, I probably should give some uh, some credit to this uh, the the little girl who who did the the Red Queen was Michaela Dicker. So yeah, it's just I'm just I'm just What's saying the... her name in case her mom's listening and wants to hear me give her daughter some credit. Right. <laughs> There's no, there's no other reason for me to. I, I don't believe she was the girl that they brought back for the second movie that they said the Red Queen was based on.
2: I could not tell you that much. I don't know, Goose. If you know anything on that one, yeah,
0: I'd have to, I'd have to look it up. I have not looked up the cast of the second movie, but I'm, I'm 99% sure that that she didn't come back and play. All right, so now I am looking it up. So, <laughs> nope, not the same girl. Okay. Nope. So different girl. So there you go.
2: Just in case you were wondering.
0: Alright, so anyway, that's it. No more cast. If you think of anyone else, it's too late. They don't get mentioned. I don't care if their moms are listening. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, Red Queen killing people. uh Pretty maniacal. Uh, that is the scene where you see the dogs barking. If you really don't want to see dogs in peril, that's fine. But for whatever reason, because they're not sad, they're just angry, it didn't bother me as much. And so it doesn't bother me when they get zombified because it was the gas virus and not they didn't get killed in any way. Really, when you see the happened. dude that was, like, watching the dogs and he's, like, half-eaten, you know what happened. The dogs turned first and then ate half the dude until he turned.
2: Right, and and they, which they do in the in the game as well, in the lore of the games. They're, yeah. they're the first, one of the first ones to turn. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, the other thing that brings to mind is why were they even there in the first place in the context of this movie in that underground facility? If animal not testing. for dubious per-
1: purposes. Yeah. Well, animal, well, I they were there to find employees who got lost trying to get to work. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, I guess you could say animal testing. I mean, you never really see it throughout the movie. I guess it's maybe it's implied, but I always kind of thought that was like, you know, this is their – you know, the 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 guard or the, the scientists there obviously they're not revealing their secrets or or anything like that. You know, they know they're under an MDA or whatever you want to call it. So uh, I feel like the dogs were there for, you know, mischievous purposes. If one of them tried to escape and started running, they were going to let the dogs
0: lose. I don't know. I just thought animal testing. I don't, I I don't, I don't think they would have gone that far because they was, it it looked like a medical facility where the dogs were at. Like it had medical stuff there. Right. But they were, but they were
2: also doing actual, you know, biological weapons testing as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if that stuff got out to the press, you know, that it'd be all over for them. So I feel like that's why those dogs were there. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's, it's, it's always rough to see animals mistreated, but I feel like they were mistreated even before the, uh,
0: Right. The virus got out. Yeah. 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 I, though it was funny. So moving on to the next movie, because the dogs show up in the in in the other movies too. It's always Rottweilers. Yep. Like this one, I get it. That Rottweilers was all they had, so that's what we get. But in the next movie too, it's always like I I'm at the point where like I kind of want to see a zombie Yorkie or something, you know, like because because that'd be scary. Because like Rottweilers, sure, but they're big. They're bigger targets, man. If you get attacked by an army of little like angry ankle high Yorkies and they're zombified, it's run you're done you're done you're not going to get them all no they are going to the they're going to chew your ankles out underneath you and you are done
1: that would be pretty terrifying
0: <laughs> yeah that's, that's a horrifying thought cuz there's nothing you can do like there, it's tiny moving targets and they just scamper just be like these scampering zombie thing cuz the well humans they they kind of they're they're slow and they trudge the dogs did not get any slower they were. If anything, they that's true. faster. Yeah, they seem pretty fast. They were faster and angrier, and they were very nimble.
2: Well, I mean, when you're losing all that kind of skin and muscle tone, yeah, you're going to lose yeah. some weight. You're going to be faster, right? I mean,
0: yeah. So, uh, so that was that was truly terrifying. Anyway, and, and what I, you know, here's another thing I don't understand, and it doesn't really. So, the, the Red Queen, she she's doing all this stuff to kill the people in the lab, and then at some
1: point she decides, no, now that I've contained it to the lab,
0: I'm just going to release some nerve toxin in the mansion just just for giggles.
1: It's your well, yeah. old friend, the deadly neurotoxin. <laughs> <laughs> she, she went GLaDOS on him for a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah. She really... Yeah, she definitely went
2: GLaDOS. I think she was corrupted. But again, uh, maybe this is just, you know, the knowledge from the games creeping in, and even some of the the subsequent movies. It's, again, you know, if this was Google and they were doing biological weapon testing, I'm sure they would do everything in their power to make sure this stuff never got out, even if that meant the most extreme measures. So, I, it kind of makes sense to me that, yeah, even... Even if anyone in the mansion had no idea what was going on in the lab, or as far as as far as an outbreak occurring, just the fact that if something got out first, loose, or something got out from the lab, the first thing it's going to go to is the mansion and infect what's ever there.
0: Yeah. So so I guess just just stop everything there and then give Umbrella some time to figure it out.
2: Right. And send in the SWAT team that's going to get obliterated.
0: So now here's. This is, not, I, I gave, I mentioned this before that I was gonna talk about something that kinda bothered me when I was watching it, and this is I think the perfect time. So the SWAT team, their whole mission, which makes sense, hey, there was an incident at the lab, uh, it killed everyone in, and so their immediate thought is, the Red Queen's gone homicidal, so we need to go in there and shut her down and try to figure out what happened. But at no point in, like, wouldn't it seem like the better response would be, so we need to go in there, and we need to establish a comms link with inside the lab, and activate the Red Queen AI, and ask it what happened. Like, at no point is trying to determine what happened from the Red, cause, you know, the, I, cause I was, when they, when they finally do ask the Red Queen, Red Queen was like, the T-virus was released, I had to do what was necessary to stop it from getting out. You don't understand, it can be spread. Like, she's willing to just talk and tell you anything you want to hear. It seems like they could have saved themselves a lot of trouble and half their team getting obliterated in a laser field if instead of just deciding we're going to go in and shut her down, they decide, hey, let's establish a comm link and let's see if there's any readout in the logs that would say
1: why the Red Queen did what it did. It also makes you wonder who built this thing and didn't put like a wireless power switch somewhere. Like, you know, We can just do it from the base. Just click yeah. and turn it off.
0: Yeah, like a remote shutdown. I mean, the people in the movie rigged up a remote shutdown. So like in the in the so hour and a half they were in the facility. They saw an ample enough reason to have a wireless shutdown for the Red Queen, but the people who used the Red Queen didn't. And, and it, it was just it was a lot of suspension of disbelief to believe the premise that they would have to go in and shut the Red Queen down. When in reality, I just kept thinking like there there should be a log read. Like if something happened, what system doesn't have some set of logs that you can go back to and see a readout and figure out what what happened? And we can even take a of step back further if you're a company that deals with biological weapons and neurological weapons and stuff do you really want your glass canisters that you're keeping them in to be so fragile
1: yeah i mean no. i have plates i could drop like that and it wouldn't
0: yeah break. I, I i do the plates i eat my dinner off of i could throw like that and they would not break but that thing he was just like he gave it a gentle toss across the room and released like the zombie virus like well, why no you'd want to put it in something strong so if you did accidentally break it you wouldn't release your bioweapon into Could the entire facility.
1: Could you not facility. afford Pyrex, people?
0: <laughs> yeah. It, plus, it, so it's this is another thing. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm nitpicking, but this is what I do. You've, you've heard who talk before. <laughs> I think about stuff like this. He didn't go to some other room and toss the virus. He tossed it in the room where the virus was stored that he was working in. Why would that room have access to the main ventilation system?
2: Good point. I did not think of that. Why, yeah, that is, why he, that is a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he toss it in the room while he's still in it? I mean, that thing seems like it spreads extremely quick. Right. So yeah, why? Yeah. It, it was it, it was a little far fetched. Yeah, but it was
0: it's so silly for that to happen because like he throws it in the room, like the room where they work on this would obviously have some fail safe where it would be like either negatively pressurized so that nothing could ever you know. So it would there would be no way that stuff could go from that room to the outside environment because you wouldn't, because you're a corporation that makes this kind of thing and you understand mistakes happen.
1: So, Even biolabs in the real world have fail safes like these.
0: Right. And so I'm supposed to believe that Umbrella, this giant corporation that definitely does not want people to know what they're doing, doesn't have any failsafe for the zombie virus they developed is i just i just found that it was it bothered me there was a lot of aspects of that that bothered me there was the whole okay why why was the lab leaking why did the guy throw it in the lab he's in why is the canister they keep it in so fragile um and why why didn't the red queen have any kind of readout or communications with the outside world to say why the red queen went homicidal and killed
1: everybody another question is if there's a cure which we find out there is why would it immediately go homicidal why not just say okay we need to use the cure (laughs)
0: Yeah, it unless there's it, but it takes a while like because the people who are infected like it it can't be an immediate thing right because the people who are bit take a while and that's directly in your bloodstream
1: yeah I'd like to think it would take a minute
0: I mean I would I would think the gas would would take longer to work
2: and I think it it does I mean you don't it's weird because I think really the majority of the zombies you see are the ones that are in the water I don't know if that plays any effect you know if that Helps to loot it for whatever reason. But, uh, you know, fun. If you play the, the games and you kind of read some of the, the books in there, they talk about how when it was released in the air, it took days. And, like, they would be scratching themselves and skin would just fall off. And then there's, there, uh, there. Their, uh, you know, speech would get really kind of like itchy, itchy, hungry, hungry. Must eat Greg's face or something like that. It's
0: it's actually kind of kind of humorous, but I know I'm talking about the
2: game at this point. But
0: yeah, you know, yeah, that sounds familiar.
2: I think I kind of remember.
0: No, here's here's something which I I don't know if this is significant. Is the fact that the green is the cure any reference to the green herb? Not
2: that I'm aware
0: of, Goose.
1: I don't think so, but I mean, we could totally just say it is.
0: Yeah, it totally was. (laughs) I caught. I saw it. I caught it, you guys.
1: I know <laughs> I that they it. I know that they said in the scene for example where the guy gets cubed mm. by the laser, when you go back into that room it's totally empty. They say that's a reference to when you go back to an area in the game after something happens and all the bodies have disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's. I'm.
2: Yeah, I was. I'm. I was going to be surprised if Greg didn't bring that fact up. Yeah, that was on <laughs> my list. Gone.
0: That was. That was my list when everything. Because I understand when, like, the other bodies are gone because they're zombies and the zombies are hungry and they eat. And I'm going to talk about the zombies eating in a second, too, because that also bothered me. But let's. I'm on this rant right now. There's no reason for those other bodies to be gone. There was no zombies in the Red Queen room. And even if they were, they wouldn't just pick everything up and then scrub it down like the floor was pristine that's not just we took the body parts away. That is, we took the body parts away, and then we got some buckets with, with mops, and we got some bleach, and somebody took a squeegee and ran it down the whole thing and sucked everything. Like, that. that's some concentrated effort right there that the zombies clearly didn't do. So it's like the Red Queen had a, you know, laser room disposal thing to self clean. Maybe it was self cleaning. Who knows? She got, a
1: blood, she got a blood Roomba going on. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: just
2: had the flooring completely replaced in that amount of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and she was deactivated, so maybe it wasn't the Red Queen, maybe it was the Black Queen. This, that's that's the AI that controls the, the janitorial components. Mm-hmm. Why not? It's as good as anything else. Alright, so, I don't like the parts of this... And zombie movies in general are guilty of this, but when they're like, the zombies must feed, so they're going to feed on human flesh. And so you see them like take a person and like just start eating away at them, and there's no reason for those zombies to ever stop. But then when you see the dude eventually come back to life, he's mostly intact. This happened to, I want to say, J.D. was the guy, and uh, I'm not going to say who played him, because I already called no more, so... Sorry, JD. <laughs> uh, another German actor, uh, or no, I think he's from Switzerland. Anyway, this—I think the whole thing was filmed in Germany, so I think most of the people were German actors.
2: That would make sense, but uh, yeah, I guess they yeah. still have all their their full body armor and everything on. Yeah, I mean, he's can, got like a
0: couple of bites out of his face. Like those people, why would they ever stop eating him? I think he just stays dead. I think they just eat too much of him for him to come back. Honestly. Mm-hmm. And now I got to go to my next nitpick, and I apologize, guys. So, the virus gets released, right? That's, we've established that. They release the virus, and then as soon as the virus is released, they kill everybody. Then, once all the doors are open, the zombies pour out and they come towards people. Why do people have, like, half their face ripped off, and, are like, look like they're bloody, and they have, like the dude's got his like his leg all jacked up and the actor actually could do that though. That's why he got that he they were doing auditions and he said, Oh, look what I can do with my leg and so he got a pretty decent part with the guy who was walking on the side of his foot but there's I could nothing... my <laughs> Yeah. These people, all they did was they got gassed and then laid down and died and then came back as zombies. Why were faces eaten off and stuff?
2: Uh, I didn't think about that. But, yeah, this, as far as we know from real-world zombie war, uh, zombies don't eat each other, right? right. So, yeah.
0: and none, and they, At they no don't... point in time <laughs> did these guys look like they were interested in eating each other. Right. But you definitely had guys showing up with half their face gone. Uh, maybe it was something else Something else was going on. The dogs? Who knows?
1: Yeah. The, the dogs. The only thing I can think of is the dogs turn. The only thing I can figure is that maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I, I'm guessing the director just saw the Resident Evil and decided that well, this is what zombies are supposed to look like, so this is what they're going to look like. Yeah.
0: Because, like, the, the half-eaten the face like, that's those are after the outbreak. Those are the people who were bit and turned. Like, the, the first set of zombies should basically just kind of look like people.
1: Yeah, it should basically have just been maybe, like, give them weird-looking eyes or something to differentiate them and make them walk different. But otherwise, yeah, they're mostly just regular. Yeah. yeah,
2: you know, what they should have done is everyone remembers the infamous scene from the first game. When you first see a zombie, when it turns around, yeah, it's white and it's, like, pale pasty dried up skin Mm
0: -hmm. but it's
2: otherwise intact I mean
0: yeah and then the people that were in the water I mean that skin would have been preserved beautifully yeah yeah.
2: with the you know something with the virus but uh, that's probably a little too deep but so
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop nitpicking and poking holes at this movie and say like how neat was it though when that one girl who was underwater opened her eyes and grabbed it like that was freaky right
2: yeah yeah that was that definitely accomplished its goal there
0: (laughs) there was a a couple of jump scares knowing where they are now like i don't jump anymore which is kind of nice because i don't like to have to constantly jump at these movies but there was that now i want to talk about the the things and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask about the game now because i just i honestly don't remember so they had all those tubes with all like the early experiments and stuff those were from the game right those things that were in there
2: uh if I recall correctly Goose I think those were they weren't hunters they I were wickers. lickers, called,
0: lickers? Actually, is that a thing lickers I want to say Mila Yovovich yeah. actually said I think she's played the game because Mila Mil, I actually think Mila Yovovich and Michelle Rodriguez played the game because they were constantly referencing stuff from the game and it was I mean it's been a long time so like I don't yeah, now, remember that actually,
2: now that now that I think about it yeah that that is Okay, cause I was getting the, yeah, I was getting the movies mixed up with the game. No, those things that were in the little pods were definitely liquors. Cause you see oh, okay. one, that's what escapes from it when it slashes out. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's definitely a liquor. And if okay. you want to know the, the story behind it, which I, I thought they were going to do in the game and they kind of do at the end of this movie, is that these liquors are actually, well, now that's actually bringing up another question in my mind about this movie. But lickers are actually, uh, they're, they're zombies that have been, um, zombified for lack of a better word for so long that they start to mutate. Essentially, in, and in that's this, why I kind of they, do, like, they, they do
0: explain it in the movie. They say like they just took like just living tissue and kept injecting the T-virus into it and just right. kind of turned into liquors. But they do say that they mute, cause like once it, when, when one eats Spence, when Spence finally dies, um, it mutates because it ate Spence and they make a point right. of that.
2: Which, again, in the games, you don't actually see clickers mutate, but that was, I was fine. That was, that was a freaky moment. That was scary to see something that scary become even scarier and stronger.
0: Yeah. Although, I gotta point out though, uh, now that this movie is some 13 years old, the digi- the, the computer effects look so dated. They do. Yeah. The clickers <laughs> do <laughs> not look nearly as, as- as scary as they did the first time I saw it, because I'm like, watching, like, oh, this looks terrible now. You know, because, like, the zombies still look really good, and, you know, walking on the side of your foot guy still looks creepy as I'll get out, but, man, the, the liquors did not look all that good. I mean, even, I can kind of forgive the laser parts, because it's just hard to show somebody getting their head cut off, and, honestly, I had just seen Underworld a couple of days ago, so I can appreciate, like, the getting your head cut off part, and they did it better in Resident Evil than they did in Underworld, so I'll give them credit for that, but... Anyway, uh, see, so that was a Lickers, and, so, it, we, I guess we gotta go, we gotta talk about the end of the movie. Uh, oh, was, we do? Yeah, so, I, they, uh, these guys, we say, we said it right at the beginning of the podcast, so dumb, they, they get in there, a homeboy gets himself scratched in the arm, and nobody, nobody even thinks to, like, give him the, cause that's the whole time I'm thinking, you know, when Matt gets scratched on the arm, and then they finally kill the liquor, and then they're on the way out. Like, so, are you gonna give him the
1: antivirus? I mean, the, like, the whole time you are thinking the cure is right there. Yeah, like they're holding it injecting. and they're watching.
0: They're like, at first, I am like, well, they got to get through the door before it closes, and then they're watching the door close and they keep walking. No, give him the virus. The, he he needs the cure. the The Red Queen was very specific about making sure that you, she had to. You know, if you got a scratch, you were going to get the the uh, you are going to get infected. She was clear on it. She specifically said. Uh, a scratch for the fingernails, so obviously the claw scratch is going to do it, but uh, that just seems kind of dumb to me. The whole Red Queen trying to contain it when she was working with them, Like I'm not entirely sure what her deal was in terms of, she was pretending to help them, but they're like, we're going to fry you for real if you don't, because the AI is afraid for its life, maybe? Which doesn't make any sense. Oh. Well. And then like the whole point she's like when when she says that this line the creepy line by the way holy cow like the i've been a bad girl like okay <laughs> movie hang on that's wrong I don't want to ever hear a little girl say that again.
1: But Yeah, movie, you go to the corner. That's, right. that's not okay. <laughs> but it was
0: – I don't know, like, what she did because she's like, I've been a bad girl. It was like, well, the liquor was already out. We – you know, it let itself out. It's not like you did well, anything. They were all so – we,
2: Actually, I think there's a there's a little scene, though, where you see it stop – getting injected with whatever fluids it were i don't know if that was to keep it sedated or whatever so i think she actually did purposely let well, it out she well, that happened feeding.
0: right after she got turned off the first time oh, you're right, so you're she right, had no control right. on that you're right don't. it was it, it seemed like she didn't have any control over it and what a creepy little girl you all going to die down here which you've seen it's... in like every trailer for it ever it <laughs> yeah like... so that really kind of took away from that moment yeah yeah but i it was just i don't i don't know what her plan was and then you like i'll i'll let you, I'll open the door and tell you the code but you have to kill rain and there's this whole the scene where like she swings the axe where she really hits the computer monitor which still wouldn't stop the red queen that's just a monitor its the speakers are still there the cameras are still there you, you just hit a monitor like people they've used computers right they understand the monitor is not the computer Right. There's there's another thing that you have to. I I see this. in movies
1: I think it becomes a problem when you have screenwriters who don't really understand computers mm-hmm. trying to write for computers. Yeah.
0: But anyway, that scene just seemed kind of arbitrary. Especially the Red Queen's all like, "I can't let the virus escape. I can't." Let... You do understand somebody took a big old suitcase of the stuff out of there, right? Like not once but twice. If that liquor didn't show up, Homeboy would have been gone. Yeah. Alright, so movie comes, guys show up and then they wanna they wanna go back in, they take Allison, uh Matt goes into the Nemesis program, which I did recognize what that was. Like, oh, he's gonna be Nemesis and spoiler alert for Resident Evil two, yes he does, he becomes Nemesis. We don't have a tyrant, uh which is probably for the best tyrant we Ironically
1: we originally we were going to have a tyrant. It was originally going to be the last thing they dealt with. Uh huh. But they had they had orders from Capcom of what could and could not be in the movie. Yeah, originally, according to Anderson, originally the plant was going to be in the movie, the snake was going to be in the movie, and these things were all told, they're told to hold it back. Just, they wanted them to just focus on zombies, dogs, and then they've, after a lot of prodding, they were able to get the liquor. But yeah, originally that was supposed to be them fighting the tyrant.
0: Oh, I never really liked Tyrant, so I'm okay. Yeah, with I
1: think I think the Liquor worked out better as like, for lack of a better word, an end boss than yeah. Tyrant would have, because mm-hmm. it would have just been yeah a big guy, but it would have just been a guy. Here it actually felt like they were fighting a monster.
2: Yeah, I yeah. I agree with Goots. I think you know the Liquors weren't actually in the first game. They were actually probably one of the scariest parts of the second game. I you know, I you know, I kinda wanted them to bring the hunters into the first game. Those things those are what stopped me from playing the first game originally. <laughs> yeah, those, those things is, are those creepy. Was,
1: yeah. Their introduction, for lack of a better word, cutscene, where it just shows whatever you can't see or seeing it like through its point of view. Yeah. And it's running to it's Right, thing, you, you just, just get like, like oh, the the, the
0: evil dead first person running at you thing pulling totally. up. Like like uh oh. Yeah, that's
2: yeah, I that's yeah, and then you actually see the thing
0: standing you, in front of you just, and make a You break
1: down the controller, you're just like, No. I yeah, need a minute. Yeah. You I turn, played you played turn off down. the
0: PlayStation. Like,
1: I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. we will try get, get, different we'll different try again another day. <laughs>
2: yeah. I didn't complete that game for years after. I completed two, three, all the other games. I actually didn't finish one until years later yeah. because of that scene. I, I
0: didn't finish one until the remake of one on the GameCube. And because of that Hunter scene? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, by the time I got to the GameCube, there was a glitch on the GameCube where you could get, like, infinite ammo for the grenade launcher, and I, I discovered by total accident, I thought I was hot stuff, so I was going to put it, like, on the internet, like, look what I found, and then I, a quick Google search showed that, no, like, 10 billion people found it before I did, but I found it on my own, so... I'm gonna, I'm gonna but That count.
1: does, that does make them a mite less scary when you have the infinite grenade. <laughs> right. So now I
0: have infinite grenade, grenade ammo. And it, it's any kind of ammo. I had infinite acid ammo, infinite incendiary ammo. Like any, the grenade launch, it was like when, if you did an exchange from one of the, one of the, 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 the trunks and you switched out your ammo directly into the grenade launcher, then it would it it created a glitch where like you'd switch in like 3 grenades and it'd come out with like 2578 grenades oh wow <laughs> (laughs) So did not know that. Yeah, so uh, made it made it a lot less scary, and so I was able to get through it just fine.
2: Right. (laughs) Well, one other thing I wanted to talk about when you know, since they're going through the the Nemesis program at Mm -hmm. the end again, the game didn't explain Nemesis like its origins all that well, but um, I found it interesting. So because he was sliced up by the mutated Wicker. I guess that's, you know, that's what made... And you can kind of see him mutating, I guess, different from how any other zombie would. Yeah. That made him suitable for the Nemesis program, but it's like... So they already had this program established, obviously. They had a name for it, but it's like why was it that just him getting scratched by the wicker? you know because he was mutated i don't know it's just it's kind of something i've always thought about like why? It, yeah there, about-
0: there was no real reason for it when they're like he's mutating he's perfect for the nemesis program because right. like let's say the guy next to him was like well why it's like well i mean look at him he's stuff coming out of his arm it's creepy it's just right
2: i mean it's just like wh- well i guess it's two trains of thought one why couldn't you just I guess, get, you know, even if it's not a human being, if, if Umbrella actually had morals, which I would find hard to believe, you know, why couldn't they get like a monkey and scratch right. it with a, with a mutated liquor and see what happens? Or, you know, why couldn't they just try the Nemesis program on a liquor if they hadn't already? I don't know. It was just, it was weird that oh, he's mutating. He's good for the Nemesis it program. It was very, well, can, it
0: was, it's almost like uh, we need to get him in the Nemesis program. Why? Because there, there's going to be a sequel. Reasons. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We need yeah. the audience to hear the word nemesis. Yeah. We small. need to speak nemesis <laughs> out loud at the end
0: of this movie. What do you want from me, Johnson? All right. Um, so then you get the scene. We, we talked about it before. This really powerful scene where where Mila Jovovich wakes up uh, again. She's naked in this movie a lot. Um, but Mila Jovovich wakes up uh, and she's like wearing the paper dress and she's like got to pull all the needles out of herself, which is still creepy. I cannot watch that scene without cringing. Yeah, yep. it is
1: just that was some that was some damn good acting right there because yeah. you feel the pain. As she's pulling these things out. Yeah, But she, uh she goes. She finds herself a shotgun and she cocks it right
0: at the end, which is kind of odd. When people do that thing where they like, because it's not. That's not actually how you the shotgun. You, you, you pump the shotgun after you fired the first shot. You don't do it to load the first round. Cause right. It's. that's not. that's that's not how shotguns are supposed to. Yeah. Anyway. Basically,
1: you're expelling a perfectly fine round yeah. that you haven't shot yet.
0: Yeah. That's just did it because it looks cool. But anyway, it was a really neat shot. And I guess it was like a, a huge pull-away camera on a string. I I get visions of, like, Monday Night Football when, like, the cameras are on these, like, these pulley systems. And I Man, I, I can't even imagine how much effort it took to get, like, four or five straight city blocks and make them look like that.
2: Right. Yeah, that was, I think, like you said, it was definitely, like, the most powerful scene of that movie. Mm-hmm. And it really, especially if you're a fan of the games, it really got you pumped for the, uh for the upcoming sequel. You know, I think we were all thinking it was going to be something of two, but they kind of more or less kind of skipped over two and just went straight to three. Right. In terms of the second movie was really the third game more or less. Yeah. But yeah, really, really powerful scene. That Mm -hmm. was like, I I was so pumped. I remember watching that movie in the uh, movie theaters when it came out and I was so ready for that next movie.
0: Yeah. The one thing, because I can't stop and I have a problem guys, but so I'm watching all the, the city streets, all the destroyed. And one of the things they did to try to make it look more like chaos is it looks like they took like just reams and reams of blank printer paper and just spread it out on everything. Yeah, you know, I remember looking when like why is there so much clean paper just laying on the street? <laughs> it's like that the zombies attacked question. like a paper shipment company or something. Or,
2: seems... You know, I think at one point there was a um, there was a, a fire a fire truck with his ladder smashed into one of the buildings and maybe that was the uh, the paper supply you yeah. know office that, that was department. the uh,
0: that was the Raccoon City division of Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> Was, and then there was a random fire going, which is always funny in the post-apocalypse. And there's just random fires. Like I can't. I imagine in, in an actual post-apocalypse, fire is a, probably a pretty hot commodity. there's not one just perpetually burning somewhere for no good reason with no one around it.
2: Well, I'm sure you could argue that with lightning strikes, like you could in California, right? But
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, I think I think that's it in terms of talking about the movie. Now we got to talk about what our favorite parts of Resident Evil was. And uh, Tony. Let's start with you. What's your favorite part of Resident Evil? The movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you got to pick I gotta a scene. Say, yeah, you know, I kind of want to say that last scene, even though there's, it's not really anything happening, you know, action wise. It's just kind of setting the tone for the next movie and what's kind of happened since you went mm-hmm. under. But really, I, I think I'm going to have to give it actually to the uh, the liquor scene when you um, when it's in the train station right before it starts mutating when it's actually attacking them. Like it just it recaptured really the uh, the terror I had from you know, actually playing the second game where you first see that thing for the first yeah. time. I think it, they did a pretty good even though like you said the CG hasn't really held up over the years. Thinking about when I first saw it for the first time, it, it really creeped me out. I think it did a great job of that.
1: Yeah. Alright, Goose, how about you? I was going to go with like he was I was gonna go with that last that last shot. Mm-hmm. But honestly I think my favorite shot of the movie it's actually a really quick scene. It's right after she wakes up in the hospital. And she's um, it's in between there and when she gets outside. It's real quick when she's walking through. She's walking through the hospital. You can see, like, the hospital's, like, you can see behind her. Things are, like, been ripped off the wall. Things are destroyed. The glass is shattered in the foreground. And then right as she gets almost out of frame, you just see, almost for, like, half a second, you see something pop up. So it's like you know that now we're in the world of the games. The virus has escaped. And it just, for that, that moment really, like, put me into it's officially, we're in Resident Evil now. Whereas before it was just, like, a good zombie movie, that really made me feel like, okay, now it's Resident Evil.
0: Yeah. Um, So now for my scene. Uh, I I was really hard-pressed, and I really have to say my favorite scene has got to be the laser hallway. Just because it was something neat that I hadn't seen before, and... I mean, it's, it was completely inefficient because she's just, she's cutting up the guys to stop them from going through the hallway, but if she really wanted to stop them, she should have probably sent a laser through the EMP device they were bringing in because once they got the door open, everyone else was able to pick up the EMP and set it off. Like,
2: Yeah, good point. Send
0: a laser yeah. through that, and then you don't have to keep killing people. You can be like, well, there, now what are you going to do?
2: Oh, maybe she was worried about somehow, I don't know if this is possible, but maybe she was worried about somehow destroying it would set it off somehow. I don't know. Uh, Making sense of something that probably don't, yeah, doesn't I'm, need I'm,
0: to be. I'm way overthinking this, and I acknowledge that. But, uh, <laughs> So, anyway, so that's probably my favorite scene. Honorable mention to the scene with the, with the dogs when they attack Alice, cause the dog jumps through the window, cause those dogs are always jumping through windows in the games. Yep. Like, constantly. So I was, I was... It was nice to see that, like, yeah, see, it's not fun when that happens. So I guess that's my my favorite scene. All right, now we got to score it. we got to give this movie a score. And this is the time at Hero Talk where I like to remind people that uh, review scores are dumb, and they don't matter, and they're just there for people who were too lazy to try to read or listen to or view the whole review itself. That being said, we're now going to give a score to this movie. And, Goose, I'm going to start with you. What would you score Resident Evil?
1: I would give this five hot dogs out of ketchup.
0: (laughs) As relevant as anything else. All right. Tony, what do you got?
2: Um, I, again, I got to, you know, even though we kind of just said the the scores were dumb, um, just basing the, it off the movie itself and not how it relates to the game, I would give it uh, three hexagonal puzzle pieces out of four.
0: I, that's fair. I would give this movie three pallets of pristine white printer paper.
2: Just that. Just give it three straight pallets of paper. Three straight pallets of paper. Yep. All
0: right. Yeah. So there we go. So that was Resident Evil. Uh, Tony, Goose, thanks for coming on. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. Thanks for Pleasure having me.
0: As always. All right. And for all of you listening in, thanks for joining us. If you want more content with videos, reviews, let's plays, you should go to Uh, We have a YouTube channel, Enthusiax. We are on Twitter at Enthusiax, Facebook Enthusiax. And as always, I will see you right back here for the next Hero Talk.